Welcome to Jurassic World. Welcome to Jurassic World Minute with Jurassic World One Minute Time. Whew, that was close. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And we're back here to discuss Minute 75 of Jurassic World. Before we get to that, David, heading back over to Jurassic-Pedia.com, we've got an article here up by Wedge Antilles, a new contributor? I don't recognise the name. Yeah, he's a new contributor. He's um, He's uh, been a long time kind of, um, I don't know if you would call it, admirer or... But yeah, he, he was uh, he was somebody who had originally helped out with the original Jurassic Park Legacy Encyclopedia, and we were able to recruit him to start getting articles out for Jurassicpedia now too. Oh, well, the article we're talking about here is um, a fan showcase Rick Carter's Jurassic Park audio drama, which has been put together by Jurassic Time. Which, if that name sounds familiar, or if it doesn't, it should because they uh, they released the uh, the John Hammond recording memoirs from Trespasser which is, I still love those uh, those recordings and need to get that uh, Jurassic Times on CD if they're still selling it but uh, the new project here is uh, another fan um, fan release of uh, the early Rick Carter script from Jurassic Park which the audio drama which is a little bit different to what we got in the final film mm-hmm. um yeah, the um, Rick Carter Jurassic, Rick Carter's Jurassic Park is a little bit more closer to the quote unquote production era Jurassic Park that we had gotten. It was a, it's a little bit more Crichton esque. It's a little bit more unpolished, but at the same time, I think it's also really interesting to see because it's really getting into the mind of what these uh, of what the creators were doing with Jurassic with. Yeah, the Jurassic Park before it actually got before Spielberg got got behind the camera. Hmm. Yeah, and again, like just different versions. Um, we we talked before about what the, the Cameron version may have been. It's been a long time since I've read through read through the script, so this might be a good point to uh, jump on with the uh, audio drama as well. Mm-hmm. But the article here, it's got a brief uh, brief description of what's going on there and all the YouTube links to uh, to Jurassic Time to uh, each episode they've released and, uh, and to the website as well so check them links out and uh, head over and get caught up the fantastic voice cast there of uh, fans doing their best to uh, bring a new take to uh, Jurassic Park mm-hmm. 
visitors in just about a mile over that rise there. Just keep. All right, Dave, ready to get into minute 75. I am. All right, minute 75, Jurassic World opens with the Indominus searching the garage for Owen and Claire and ends with the Indominus crashing through the visitor center lobby. <laughs> As we sort of get the tense music uh, build up here in this minute, um, the Indominus moves further into the garage as Owen and Claire hide in front of Jeep 18. And as we get a closer shot of the Indominus, uh, its eyes sort of looking around and we can hear... Oh, it's weird, we can sort of see here she's got a clear sight of Claire's head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, um, she definitely knows that they're there. She doesn't just smell them, she can see them. And it's kind of interesting because it goes back again to the, um, as I mentioned last minute, the uh, kitchen chase scene from the first movie where the raptors, they see Lex and Tim in the, they cross the line, the raptors line of sight at one point. They don't just smell that they're there. They see that they're there and the raptors know that they're there. The Indominus knows that Claire and uh, Owen are hiding from her and she's trying to extend the cat and mouse game just a little mm. bit for the fun of it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's that, that stalking mentality. Um, a cat a cat doesn't attack a mouse unless the mouse is moving, for the most part. Mm-hmm. And, and here she um, she sort of rubs up beside the Jeep to sort of try and get a reaction out of them, but Owen and Claire just, just keep, on, <laughs> keep on staying still there in front of the Jeep. Yeah, and then the uh, Indominus pulls its head out, mm-hmm. and uh, we can see beside the Jeep again that... Um, well, we can see the the shadow coming back past the side of the Jeep in the light, past that old Jurassic Park logo, um, and we can see Owen's rifle still there leaning up against the Jeep, which I don't entirely understand when she just pushed her head up against it. Um, and then something real weird happens, because seconds after we see that shadow disappear, Owen just crawls out from around the front of the Jeep, mm-hmm. not even looking out the opening at uh, where the Indominus departed. Uh, his eyes fixed 100% on that rifle uh, the entire time. And it's only after he grabs it and goes to go back, he sort of quickly glances out the uh, out the open door. So it's sort of a weird weird way the time works there. You'd think he'd wait a little bit before he goes to grab his rifle, but he does it straight away. Yeah. But uh, Owen sits back there next to Claire and sort of gives her a nod. Um and they both exhale, exhale loudly, uh, thinking the danger's past. Uh, boy, are they wrong? <laughs> um, the Indominus bursts through the uh, the roof, seemingly not sending much debris to the ground, because um, Owen and Claire get up and run further into the building as the Indominus pushes that jeep uh, forward, narrowly missing Owen. Um, again, just wrecking shop. <laughs> we keep on seeing these old bits of the park and. Uh, they have to keep on getting destroyed. Yeah, and the Indominus here, I mean, she's shredding the roof open. I mean, it's, it's we don't really see much debris because she's kind of shredding outward. She's not really pressing her weight into. Mm. She's, like, literally ripping the roof off. Yeah, and we know that hole was already in the roof for her to stick her head through. So she's, she's able to get her clawed hands in there and pull it all back, making the way bigger for her to get in there. But yeah. It's sort of just that weird scale where before she was inside the garage crouching down and now she's up above um, above the roof, mm-hmm. being able to not only reach across and look down through the hole but also claw away through it as well. 
she's gone from raptor size to <laughs> to King Kong size <laughs> in, a, in a different scene, it seems. <laughs> but uh, again, destroying our childhood. The Jeep crashes into that workbench, uh, sending the top shelf, toppling, uh, spilling its contents across the hood of the Jeep. So there goes the goggles, there goes the radios, there goes the hard hats. Um, and that's our last shot of... Uh, Jeep 18, but it's sort of weird here. We've seen all the uh, the old warning signs littered around the uh, the room. There's another sign here, um, vertical, leaning against the wall as Owen runs out, and it seems to say GBO. You can only see sort of the top of the letters, mm-hmm. but it's in, in that sort of familiar uh, black and red oval that a danger or warning sign would be, so I've got no idea what that prop's supposed to be. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that sign myself. Again, we only just get a, a glimpse. But uh, again, with um, random stuff being included in here, just before the Jeep gets thrown forward on the other side, we can see uh, your sort of, um, uh, what would you call that, uh, vehicle timing computer and equipment for uh, working on the vehicles there. You've got the, the computer monitoring the cables and all that there and the, the keypad that would have been a common thing in, in maintenance vehicle, garages and that back mm-hmm. in the day. For, uh, for gas-powered vehicles, especially when you're doing services on them. And the old the old carby, carby maintenance, advancing um, timing and that sort of stuff as well. So, But that's uh, that's the last we see of the garage. Mm-hmm. Um, she pretty much all but destroys it at this point. Yeah, yep. You can only assume, because as they run out into the lobby, we cut back to the lobby and we see the Trenosaur skull lying on the floor. The weird, the, the parasol office mural in the background seems real weird. Um, it's, like there's a red light Yeah, it's lit it. weirdly. Um, yeah, because it's obviously in underneath that, that um, overhang of the second floor, and it's meant to be in shadow, but I don't know if it's because the Indominus is back there destroying and a section of walls opened <laughs> up, but it almost looks like that sort of afternoon sunlight yeah. is, is coming in. It- um, Almost makes me wonder if that part of the building collapsed, but we know it didn't because of Camp Cretaceous. Well, yeah, obviously the dining room has to be there for them to get to the mm-hmm. kitchen. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can see uh, the murals there. Owen and Claire running out of the doors mm-hmm. of the visitor center. I love how Owen just does that, like. It's so unnecessary. He jumps over the skull of the T-Rex, and it's like, really? You couldn't have just gone around? You had to do it? You had to show off? (laughs) And then after Claire and Owen run out of the visitor center, Owen stops in front of Claire and offers her his hand, and she just runs right past him. (laughs) There's a giant dinosaur chasing me. Screw the chivalry. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. But it's only now once they get outside the building, too. It's not earlier inside. Like, he's jumping over that skull, making his own path out of the mm-hmm. building. <laughs> yeah, now he wants to be chivalrous. <laughs> I just love how she doesn't even reference it. She doesn't shake her head or just shrug or anything. She just runs straight past him I mean, <laughs> and leaves him standing there I going, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's only brief here. Uh, we get a brief shot of that Kawasaki still sitting there up against the tree. Um, also, as Claire runs away from the building here, we can sort of see more of the front and the jungle mm-hmm. around. Um, and that whole left side of the visitor centre facade 
isn't there, but we can see the jungle sort of opened up a little bit more. There's sort of shadowing there, which it looks like, okay, if it was collapsed, it might be there, but um, we know from Fallen Kingdom, uh, from Camp Cretaceous now that it's still fully <laughs> intact. So, yeah. again, it's just the final, the final, um, the final insult to our childhoods by not doing doing more for this, this set here and having the front facade. But, um, and there's, I mean, you really can't even see any windows there. It's like a literal cave. Like I, like I mentioned yeah. a couple of minutes ago, it reminds me of the cave entrance to the temple in the opening of Raiders of the Lost Ark, where you just have this wall of jungle and then a door. Yeah. But not to uh, not to cause more damage to our childhood <laughs> memories. Uh, back inside the visitor center, we now get the uh, the new lead theropod crashing through the dining room, um, through the mural and through the second floor balcony as it roars into the lobby, and uh, only to find no mm. one there. But if uh, if that kitchen, no, we know the kitchen's not destroyed. Yeah. Damn it! Why? Why? Well, I mean. <laughs> And this is extremely nitpicky, but Jurassic World seems to forget, and not just Camp Cretaceous, Jurassic World does it too, that these doors swing both ways. They're by-swing doors. They swing open and and they swing forward and back, and we only ever seeing them swing inward into the building. Yeah, I... I don't. I don't know how it can be so hard to to not um, to not do this sort mm-hmm. of stuff. It's you've got the reference material, whether you're a fan or not. Surely you can look at a look at a still or look at a, a section of film and realize that this should be there or that should be not there. And if the Indominus had come come in where the Tyrannosaur had come in, it'd be a lot better. Mm-hmm. But then you'd have to show that that corner of the lobby as well, which they obviously haven't built mm-hmm. here. The fact that she's come through seemingly two, three walls, the roof for the dining room, um, and then to take out half of the, the second story balcony or, or walkway as well, just, yes, I know concrete it deteriorates over time, but she picked the hardest way of getting inside, <laughs> inside this building. Well, I mean, she literally goes comes in through the garage. I mean, the garage isn't. She doesn't. She destroys the entire garage and then proceeds to literally bust down the wall, separating the garage from the main rotunda. Yeah. Just to uh, try and try and mimic that shot we got at the end of uh, Jurassic Park without the mural this time, <laughs> but we'll get one more shot of this next minute. But until then, Dave, anything else before we get to novel comparisons? No, uh, no, I think we're good. All right. Uh, in the novel, we're told that the Indominus doesn't like the smell of the manure that Owen and Claire are wearing, so it pulls out of the garage. Uh, Owen and Claire run out of the building. The sound of the Indominus destroying the garage, searching for them, can be heard. Uh, Owen and Claire run through the field of, a field of ferns. They jump over a log and slide down the embankment and land in the mud. Uh, they listen for a while before the Indominus rams the log, sending it flying. But before she can come down to get them, uh, the helicopter flies overhead, distracting her, which we uh, we get a different version of next minute. Yeah. 
but again, leaving the visitor center and going into a field of ferns, <laughs> open, no jungle. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that probably would have been preferable. Mm. You know, just because I mean, it would make more sense because ferns, like in the tropics and even in like California. They grow like weeds. I mean, you plant one, you're going to get a field of them in five years if you don't mm. trim them back. Yeah. You know, I mean, they just grow. They're they are. If they didn't look pretty, we would consider them a pain in the ass weed. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, up in the um, up in the bush, uh, a block of land we got up there. Same thing. It's it's not your traditional fern. It's a lot smaller. It's only about two feet tall. Mm-hmm. And it's it's more it's mostly considered to be a weed just because it it covers covers the ground area. It doesn't let sun get down to the grass. Animals can't get the grass under it. All that sort of thing. So we spray them. But going on a tangent here, <laughs> <laughs> recently been watching on YouTube uh, abandoned BC, which is a guy just exploring um, abandoned buildings and areas of British Columbia, and with Dominion filming up in that area and just seeing what the local uh, Ferns and forests look like I. I cannot wait for Dominion. What they filmed up there, I can't wait. <laughs> Abandoned BC is that? Is that a series? It's, yeah, it's just a YouTube channel that a, a there's a guy on that um, canoes around. There's abandoned power plants and all sorts of buildings and mines and that sort of stuff just out in British Columbia, out in the forests hmm. and that and just <clears throat> again more so just that love of the lost world, the abandonment of. Uh, the forests and nature taken back over of what means you have to post the link you have to post the link to that and send it to me i i like to see that yeah right yeah i'll um i'll, I'll put it up in the uh the run sheet here as well if anyone else wants to uh wants to see it but um end of tangent <laughs> that's uh minute 75 dave anything else before we get heavy for today yeah i think we're good all right lovely <laughs>